Yo, one, two, one, two, one, two. Nah, I ain't gonna bust that freestyle. Yo, welcome to the first installment of this year's 2018 Voice Junkie Podcast. I'm Chuck West. Welcome to episode 19. Yeah, been an interesting week for me. I opened up the new year, or no, I didn't open up the new year, but the next day, yesterday, recording this on Wednesday, yesterday, I had a pipe burst in my kitchen and kind of flooded out my kitchen yesterday. So that is me opening up in a year, uh, this year opening up with a bang. Thankfully, everything's all fixed. Hopefully, that pipe stay up. I mean, it's been frigid weather up here in the New England. You know, I'm up in Connecticut, so the the weather's been crazy up here. Um, I mean, I'm talking about below 10 degrees, zero degrees, below five degrees, and hell, we got a snowstorm coming on the way tomorrow. So, <laughs> if you ain't built for this weather, man, don't move up here. Don't move up here, man. I'm even tired of it, but it is what it is, right? But yeah, I hope everybody had a great weekend. I hope everybody's uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day was a blessed one, uh, a restful one. Um, I hope you got your resolutions in order if you're into that thing. I mean, me personally, I'm not really into resolutions. I mean, all I try to do going into the new year is try to not make the same mistakes I made in the previous year, but also, you know, set some goals for myself. um, and try to knock them down as best as possible. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, life isn't a sprint. And I tell people this when I be drinking with them. You know what I'm saying? I got my drinking buddies. Or I tell these little young bucks who try to come up and out party the OGs. You know, they OGs for a reason. That's because they did it before. You know what I mean? In this situation, it's like, you know, life is like drinking. You know, you, you, Everybody got the young bucks who want to drink fast. They want to drink real fast. They want to show you how much they can take, how quick they can take it. Pause. And they be the first ones laid out on the floor while the OGs be the ones that can drink all the way through the night into the wee hours of the morning because it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And that's how life is. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So any goals you set for yourself, just you know, make sure you keep that in mind. That, you know, don't try to overwork yourself or overstress yourself because that's how you make terrible decisions as well. So as long as you set, you know, your little goals in order and have a realistic expectation of knocking them down, then you're going to have a pretty good year. Uh, I think the law of averages will work out for you. But anyway... I, I want to jump right. Let's jump right into the topic that I want to uh, start off the show with, and that's California. California passes the recreational marijuana law. I mean, they passed it in November, but they're rolling it out to start the year. So that means California has joined six other states introducing the sell of mar- uh, recreational marijuana. They're going to be following. States like Colorado, Washington State, Oregon, Alaska, and Nevada. And not to mention, notable mention to yours, you know, my, my neighbors up there in Massachusetts. Y'all going to be getting y'all recreational weed uh, or being able to buy weed and, you know, the start of this year sometime this year. I'm not sure when they're going to roll that out. Could be in the spring. I don't know. I'm not a Massachusetts resident. But, yeah, 
good things for the country. I mean, first of all, um, it's about time we start getting to the point where more and more states. Well, first, let me say this. Let me say this. The argument or, or the suppression of weed being sold in this country is coming to an end. This is just going to be something that you're going to be accustomed to seeing. There's going to be more and more states who are going to be voting this into law, having their residents, their people, be able to buy marijuana. I mean, the stupid war on drugs uh, propaganda that's been washed up and spread across our media and spread across our, our governments for the past you know, few decades has all been just straight trash. It's been garbage. It's been misdirection. You know what I mean? Everybody knows someone or have personal experience with weed or who smoked weed or have personal experience yourselves with smoking weed. And everybody knows that it's not no damn gateway drug. It's no different than having a gateway drug be alcohol. I tell you what, there's a lot of addicts who drink alcohol. You know, there's a lot of addicts who smoke tobacco and you know and cigarettes and things like that so you know weed does a lot of good things for people so it's it's a it's a you know medicinal drug you know it's something that can help with anxiety for people with psd uh you know just pain issues all i mean the, the studies have been there for years but it's just the, the you know you know people the conservatives on the right uh a lot of other crooked government officials have been tr uh, painting this narrative for decades about how bad it is and, and, and just trying to incarcerate people for crap, you know? And it's good to see that California, the seventh largest economy in the world, yes, seventh largest economy in the world, say, you know what? We're going to roll this out. And, of course, they got a couple parameters in place. Uh, first, you got to be 21 to buy it. Now... You know, that, you know, I understand it. It's like splitting hairs. You got to have some kind of, you know, bone you got to throw to the conservatives on the right who don't agree with this law passing. So you can say, okay, it's like we're going to treat it like it's alcohol, even though it's, you know, speaking as a drinker myself, it's nowhere near as dangerous as alcohol. But, okay, we'll throw your bone. We'll make it a 21 and older uh, luxury for people to buy. And so it's a 21 and over thing that you can do. And, and, and not to say that kids aren't still going to find uh, <laughs> someone to buy them this weed or kids are still going to smoke weed. So if you make it 21 and older, 18 and over, or whatever the case may be, people are still going to, you know, find a way to buy this. So, you know, I understand why they put that in place because they want to, you know, put some little thing in place for those who are still concerned about for some reason concerned about getting this passed and the next thing when i think is really important that this law brings into place is the new law will also give the chance for people charged with marijuana related crimes to have you know their record reclassified or cleared altogether so that means if you were charged and you got some kind of you know stain on your uh on your criminal record because of you know a, a an arrest or an incarceration that had weed involved in it then you have a chance to get that completely expunged from your record with this new law that's in place and man that's awesome that's awesome a lot of states didn't take it that far 
And it's good to see that California took it uh, to the place where they took it. So that means, you know, when other states can hopefully follow that same path, because, you know, there's so many people who who get incarcerated who or who are arrested for just, you know, a couple bags of weed or, or just... I mean, why, you know, just arresting people for weed is, is crazy in the first place. But, you know, across the country, people are, or states are starting to, you know, decriminalize it more and more. So to see California take it this far is pretty cool because, you know, hey, at the end of the day, the writing has been on the wall. People want to smoke weed, man. They want their vape pens. They want their edible uh, weed snacks. You know, they want to eat uh high class food dishes with weed infused in it they want all of these things man they want to live the bong appetite life you know what i'm saying i watch that show i don't smoke i never smoked in my life but you know what watching that show <laughs> makes me want to try out a few dishes and you know with this passing it allows a lot of businesses like that a lot of edible businesses, a lot of other types of businesses surrounding its or, or, or centering itself around weed to have uh, the opportunity to be creative, to be creative and, and, and help out there, you know, help out the California economy. All this does is just help out the economy over there. And it's already said that they're going to make billions of dollars annually, billions of dollars annually with this law passing. I mean, that's a no-brainer. You're a corporation. You're trying to jump in. Where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? How can I get myself one of these special dispensaries where I can make some money? So, you know, at the end of the day, the corporations, they're going to see how, you know, how much money this is going to bring in, how, what kind of industry it is. And eventually, it's going to start spreading across the country because we know one thing in this country, money talks. And we know that our politicians are corrupt and they're bought off. So they're going to follow what the corporations do. Watch the wave. The wave is coming, especially with this ginormous shoe dropping. This is California. I just told you. It's the seventh largest economy in the world. You don't think that the, the corporations are going to say, you know what, okay, they're gonna they're gonna do their hands. And they're gonna clap and say, "Hey, you know what? We're done with this war on drugs crap, and hey, we're trying to make some money. I want a piece of that billion dollars. How can we get this in other states?" And watch the wave. But yeah, let me move on to another topic. I want to make the case for Tom Brady winning the MVP this year. Yeah, I know, I know. There's a lot of New England Patriots fans, and there's a lot of New England Patriots haters out there. And I'm just going to set the record straight. For those of you who haven't heard me before, I am not a New England Patriots fan. I am not. But I am a realistic watcher of the NFL. I've been watching it since I was a kid. And you know what? I tell you this. I think Tom Brady should win this year's MVP. Now, granted, I know a lot of people are think that Carson Wentz should win it, and it's hard to argue it. If you look at his stats on paper. Now, before he got hurt, he's missed the last three games, obviously, because he blew out his knee. Um, running recklessly, might I add, into the end zone at uh, the Los Angeles Rams. But Carson Wentz's numbers before he got hurt was 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. And I think he's like top 3 in QBR. Even to this day, I think he's still top 3 in QBR. That's pretty goddamn impressive. 
I have to admit that. Even myself, as a Cowboys fan, yes, I'm a Cowboys fan, as much as I hate to admit that, being that I have an owner that I would love to strangle, but, yo, I got to admit, man, Carson's had a big year, but I'm going to make the case, before I get into Brady's stats, before I get into Brady's stats, I got to first, you know, kind of not hate on Carson's numbers, but play devil's advocate with it and try to give you a different viewpoint of it. First of all, Carson Wentz's team is loaded. They are stacked. He's got easily one of the best receiving cores in the league. Hands down with Alshon Jeffries and Nelson Aguilar and uh, Torrey Smith in the slot. And you got that kid Burton or Barton, I can't remember his name, that you picked up uh, through the draft. He's really good. You got Zach Ertz. You still got uh, Selleck. I mean, these guys are freaking loaded. You also got a nice running game. Top, what, five in the league? Running game? Running attack? He's got all of these things, not to mention his defense. That is very ball, you know, they're very opportunistic when it comes to getting turnovers. They're good at rushing the passer. He's got all of these things in his favor. Of course he's going to have this kind of season. You know, when Dak Prescott had a great season, when he was third in QBR, had 26 touchdowns and four interceptions last year, people poo-pooed it. They shitted on Dak. They said, oh, that's all because of Zeke. Oh, really? So when Dak Prescott has a pretty good year, it's because of his line and it's because of Zeke Elliott. Let's discredit Dak Prescott's year because of those other uh, key positions that had great years as well. So now that Carson Wentz is having a great season, we're just going to ignore how good his receiving core is. We're going to ignore how good his rushing game has been this year. We're going to ignore how good his defense has been this year. Hmm, I find that really, really strange. So, he hasn't really had obstacles like Tom Brady has. Tom Brady came into the season. He came into the season, not even a game played yet. And he lost his best third down receiver, Julian Edelman, down before the first game. No Julian Edelman. People forget this. This is Julian Edelman, pro bowler, wide receiver. His third down security blanket, you lost him. This guy's good in the special teams, and he's obviously good in running the offense with Tom Brady. They have this uncanny rapport with each other. He lost him. So he's got to start the season off with no Julian Edelman, his, probably arguably his best target, aside from Gronkowski. So he started the year off with that. He has no running game. No running game. James White's constantly back on the IR. I mean, he's I mean, he's he's you know on and off the in, injured list. You got you know Bolden, who's you know he he's on and off. You got all these on and off guys. Now, granted, Deion Lewis has had a pretty solid year, but he's Deion Lewis. He's not you know uh, uh, what you call a featured back. He's had all of these. I mean, and not to mention his freaking line. His offensive line is terrible. Carson Wentz's line is better than his line. Tom Brady's been sacked 35 times this year. Compared to 15 last year. He's almost got two-thirds more sacks on his, oh, around two-thirds more 
uh, sacks uh, uh, compared to last year. He's dealing with all of these obstacles. You know, guards out, tackles out, no receivers. I mean, he's got Brandon Cooks, but Brandon Cooks hasn't really been the best for him. He hasn't really. They're still trying to figure each other out. Gronkowski, yeah, he's got Gronkowski. That's it. That's all Gronk. That's all he got. He's just got Gronkowski, and he's been able to still bring his team to a thirteen and three record without Julian Edelman, without all these pieces, without really any you know recognizable defensive figure on that team. Yeah, I know they got Gilmore from Buffalo, but I never was really high on on Gilmore. I mean, he's been okay. He hasn't been great. He's just been okay as a corner for them. And, you know, Michael Butler's always been solid. But they don't have a pass rush. They can't rush the passer if it saved their lives. And yet, Tom Brady still brings them to a 13-3 record with almost smoke and mirrors. Now, let me read out his stats. Tom Brady has 32 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 4,500, almost 4,600 yards, 70% completion percentage, or excuse me, that's a that's a, a 70% QBR rating, and he's got a 66% Q, uh, completion percentage. Now, I'm gonna even read his stats for this month of this uh, last month of December. Now, I know a lot of people who don't think he should win an MVP are gonna bring up, you know, his December, how you know it wasn't the most impressive uh, when it comes to stats. Now, his his December was decent, wasn't great. Especially for Tom Brady standards. I mean, he only was about, what, 62% completion percentage. He had six touchdowns and five interceptions. And he was sacked 11 times as well. So, out of the 35 sacks he had all season, five of those games in December, he had one-third of them in December. I mean, excuse me, 35 of the sacks, one-third of those sacks came in December. So... This is what he's been dealing with. That that makes my point. His offensive line is a sham. It's it's a shell of itself compared to last year. And you know what? With all of those deficiencies and his numbers taking a little bit of a drop in December, his record still was five and one. And and he won the game of the year, arguably, at Pittsburgh. Now, granted, I wasn't surprised they won at Pittsburgh because if you follow me on YouTube, I cut that video a month before that game telling people they own the Steelers. They've always owned the Steelers. I think he's 11 and 2 now against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is a freaking joke. What rivalry? There's no rivalry. Until the Steelers can figure out how to beat this guy, I don't want to hear about a rivalry. Cuz there is no freaking rivalry. Especially when you can't you've only won two games against Tom Brady. How's that a rivalry? So that was Tom's numbers in December. That was his numbers for the whole season. He won the games he should have won, and he's done it with a far less talented roster than Carson Wentz. That's just a fact. Now, if you don't like those facts, then, hey, tough. But the, the truth is Tom Brady is doing a lot of this with smoke and mirrors. And he's got the best record in the AFC, despite all of these these uh, issues he's had to battle through all year. So, yes, my MVP this year is Thomas Brady. Tom Brady. MVP. So, yeah, man. 
let's move on to uh, my next topic. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to say this. I want to say this. I think that we collectively as a society, and granted, we've gone through a lot of different things. We've got a president who's a complete buffoon and says the most ridiculous things on a daily basis. Not even daily, hourly. Uh, every minute, it seems like. And also, we have a lot of different issues we're going through. Uh, just speaking of the country in general, we already know the, you know, anti-Semitism and the the racists, the bigots, the the whole nine that's going on. But I do say this, and this is not going to be probably a popular thing that I'm going to say. But hell, I don't care, man. This is why this podcast is called Voice Junkie. I think we're a pretty soft society, man. We have lost our nerve. We have lost our backbone. Everything is offensive today. Every goddamn thing's offensive. You know we've gotten to a different point where we are looking at comedians as if they are uh, held to the same standard as a normal person making a statement. And what I mean by this is, uh, Dave Chappelle. So Dave Chappelle released his two Netflix specials on New Year's Eve, uh, December 31st. Uh, I watched both of the Netflix specials. I think they were actually funnier than his first two earlier this year. Um, obviously, that's for obvious reasons because these two specials were were newer content. Those two he released earlier this year were older recordings that he had in a vault somewhere. But these two specials were pretty good. It, he basically, he's get a he's under a lot of fire because uh, from the trans community. I just want to jump into it. So the transgender community is really mad with Dave. They think that he's insensitive to their culture or insensitive to their to their way of life. And what I have to say about that is, <laughs> it, I think. First of all, I, I don't have a problem with transgender people. I don't have a problem with any people who want to live their lives the way they want to live their lives. However that be. You know, granted, I don't agree with the way they live their lives because we're just different people. You know, I, I'm not going to, you know, but I'm not at, at the same rate. I'm not going to, you know, cast aspersions on them or, or tell them how they should live their lives. I don't believe in that. I don't think anybody should be told how to live their lives. You know, and I think the trans people are good people. Um, they're just like everybody else. And they should be held uh, to the same standard as everybody else. Everybody should, you know, treat them as equals as, you know, we want to treat ourselves as equals with other people, whatever the case may be. I get that. But with that being said, with all this equal, all this stuff about talking about equals, I think that what's so funny about it's a larger conversation, right? And I think this is this ties into why we've become soft as a society. It's that we or certain groups, certain segments of our society, whether it's the trans uh, gender uh, community, uh, the LBGT community, or any other com uh, community. Uh, you know, woman community, far as feminists, we have this 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 crazy desire, uh, insatiable desire to have everyone be equal, which I agree with. 
I think everyone should be equal. But you know what? I What I'm starting to see is that everybody wants to be equal. They want equality, but they want the good parts of equality. And what do I mean by that? If you want to truly be equal to the rest of society, you have to also take the negative parts of being equal. And what I mean by that is, back to the transgender community. Dave Chappelle's making jokes, first of all. He's a goddamn comedian. He ain't a politician. He's not some public figure that talks and, and to uh, you know communities and schools or whatever the case may be. He's a comedian. He makes jokes for a living. And I watched the specials. He was, he was very careful. First of all, Dave Chappelle, the type of comedian that Dave Chappelle is, he's very thoughtful. This is why he gets praised so much. This is why his stature is so high in the, comedian, in the community as far as uh, stand-up comedians and, and people who watch and follow it like I do, my, like myself. He's held in, in high regard because of how thoughtful he is. He's very thoughtful. He thinks out everything. He's very intricate in how he lays out his jokes and how he formats his shows. Everything ties into a punchline or a joke or a story that he's trying to convey as he goes through his through his act. But even in his act, he was saying, I love transgender people. I don't have a problem with them. So even as he's telling the jokes, he's telling the transgender community, I don't have a problem with you. I like you. So for him to get all this criticism off of, or off of giving, giving jokes, I mean, come on, man. Come on. We've gotten to the point. Look, like I said, if you truly want to be equal, you take the good with the bad. And just like Dave said, I make fun of everybody. Now, do now that my question is this: Do you want to be equal, or do you just want the good parts of being equal? I want to be treated equally in society, but I want to be treated in a good way. I don't want the negative parts of it. So, if black people get made fun of, if white people get made fun of, if gay people get made fun of, or whoever, women, whatever, get made fun of, I don't want to be made fun of because that's that's insensitive. How is that equal? You that sounds to me. It sounds like just. It's. It doesn't sound equal to me. It sounds like, or to me, what it appears to me is that, A, we have to lighten the fuck up. B, we have to take the good with the bad. You can't not truly be equal unless you become a part of all of society. And especially when it comes to comedians. And in Dave Chappelle's case, like he said, I make fun of everybody. So that makes him so if he makes fun of blacks or he makes fun of white people a lot. So you don't see white people or white people groups, I don't know if they, you know, this is just off the top of my head, but you don't see like you know, groups of white people or activists saying Dave Chappelle's insensitive to white people. No, man. Half of his show is filled up with white people cuz they love him. They understand it. They get it. Yeah, he's going to give them shit, but he gives black people shit too. I mean, he did a sketch on his goddamn show, the Chappelle show, of a black, white supremacist. <laughs> this is the kind of genius level shit that I'm talking about with Dave Chappelle. You know, he don't discriminate on anybody. He, he gives everybody the, the business. Because that's what comedians do, man. That's what the great ones do. So I think that at the end of the day, 
not to harp on it, I want the trans community to know that Dave Chappelle's a comedian. Lighten up. He's not making fun of, he's not singling you out. He singles everybody out, you know? So, you know, that's my two cents on that issue. And, and, and as far as equality, when it comes to women, when it comes to trans people, when it comes to any subgroup, we have to really, really look in the mirror and say, hey, we can't have the, 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 the good parts of being equal. We have to have the bad parts as well. If you truly want to be equal and a part of this society, you have to take the good and the bad, man. So you're going to take some shit. That's just it is what it is. As long as it's not coming from a hateful place, then it's all good. That's just my two cents with it. Tell me what you guys think. But that's all I got, man. So I just want to thank you guys. I'm going to keep this one short. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 19 of the Voice Junkie podcast. Tune in next time. I'm going to have some um, some more stuff coming. Um, maybe I'll have a guest in this next episode. Who knows? But also, 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 don't forget to support independent media. This show right here is independent media. So in order for this show to get better, for me to have better everything when it comes to equipment, better guests, better everything to, 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 to make it more entertaining for you guys, support me at patreon.com slash Chuck that's patreon.com slash Chuck Westworld. That's in the description box below. Any type of donation will help make this podcast an even better experience. There's no ads on it. It's just supported by you, the people. And it'll be awesome if I can get some more believers and some more bosses. Um, more of that in the description box below. But yes, again, thanks for supporting. You can find me at Chuck Westworld on all social media platforms. Until next time, people, just keep it real.